You are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, August 12th. Did you tune in yesterday for the announcement of the 2020 Sauter Awards? UC San Diego IT Services had quite the showing. Work on the technical contributions to the Return to Learn program was honored with a golden award. That happens to be a combo honor with our friends over in Health Information Systems. You'll recall Alex Wu on the podcast recently discussing adding barcoding scanning technology to that mobile app. That is just one of the elements that went into that project. And we got a couple of silver awards that will be making their way over to the trophy case. We've got Innovation in Video Production with UC San Diego's Studio U. And it just so happens on today's pod we've got an interview with Multimedia Services Manager Robin Martin, whose brilliant team got Studio U up and running. Also snagging a silver award? Customer Dashboard for Construction Projects. That recognizes some work done with our friends in RMP. Finally, we can note the UC Oats project was honored with a golden award as a system-wide project, and of course, many amongst us contributed our local instance becoming available last fall. A few more reminders. Tomorrow, the Campus Lisa Virtual Series rolls on at high noon. Chief Information Security Officer Mike Korn will drop knowledge on the latest cybersecurity. Register at campuslisa.ucsd.edu. And don't forget the Friday deadline for the Staff Association Talent Show. Visit staffassociation.ucsd.edu to get registered. We know you've got some talents out there and we want to see them. Come, sing, recite some poetry, tell some jokes. Get those submissions in because we want you to take part. And by the way, I'm emceeing it, so give me some people to emcee. I look forward to seeing what you've got. Now, without any further ado, here are David Carlos and Robin Martin with a fantastic discussion about that multimedia services project. Enjoy. Hello, this is David Carlos, and today we have Robin Martin, who is the manager of multimedia services on the educational technology services team. Hey, Robin. Hey, David. Glad to be here. How have things been going since the remote instruction? Pretty good. My team's been very, very busy uh, since we are, you know, kind of really connected to the day-to-day instruction on campus. But for me personally, you know, it was a pretty big change to be telecommuting, working remotely 100% of the time. I have two small school-age kids, so it was a transition for them as well to go to remote learning at home. And so we all kind of muddled through the first couple of months and then kids finished their school and now we've been enjoying a little bit of a relaxing summer. And then we'll see what happens the end of August when they have to go back. You, you got a second job when we all went remote as a teacher as well. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, my, my wife is there for a lot of the, the day-to-day stuff, and I can kind of hide out of my office and, and get work done. But yeah, occasionally I do need to kind of tap in as dad and, and get involved there too. Tell us a little bit about you being a part of UC San Diego, your journey here. Sure. I started at UC San Diego in December 2018. I came from uh, private industry before that, doing marketing and video production and corporate training. 
Uh, and then prior to that, I was at uh, San Diego State University where I got my master's degree in ed tech and then was also working in computer labs and doing multimedia production there. So I've kind of hopped back and forth a couple of times between academic and private in- industry. Um, and then I was very happy to come to UCSD and join a, a fantastic team that was that was already there uh, and really just jump right in with our ed tech specialists and producer directors in making instructional content, making videos to support all the, the fantastic teaching that goes on on campus. So I was, managed to get a, a solid year uh, under me before the, the pandemic hit. And then now we're all learning how to do our jobs all over again. So, yeah. At least you got a little wrap up to it. You know. A little bit, yeah. No, I was just starting to feel like I knew where everything was and, and who, who all the people were and all that. And then it was time to learn it all over again. So now it's, well, it's been I'm good. glad I'm glad life is keeping you on your toes. Absolutely. I would much prefer it that way than okay, to be great. just kind of bored doing doing nothing the same old thing every day. Well, just don't push it too much because yeah. we have a lot on our plate. In right moderation, <laughs> in moderation, of course. Yeah. So speaking of your department, you've got to learn more in the past year. Uh, tell us a little bit more, like somebody who may not know much about your department? Can you explain? Yeah, absolutely. Our core mandate is to support instruction on campus through the creation of video content primarily. So I have a a team of uh, four full-time producer directors and three part-timers and a student assistant that are there day in and day out running our studio facilities in uh, APNM in Muir College on the main campus, collaborating with faculty, collaborating with the teaching and learning commons on creating online or hybrid or flipped courses, turning all the great ideas, all the great lecture content that our faculty have and figuring out how to translate those into video formats, whether that's documenting essentially a lecture or taking a, a, a lecture or a concept or like a, a demonstration for like a, for STEM type courses and putting that into a video format that's going to be a good kind of learning module or a good chunk of learning for students that then gets embedded into people's Canvas courses essentially. So that's really kind of a lot of our day to day. And then we also have two ed tech specialists uh, on the team that work with some of our classroom technology. So like the clickers response systems, the tracking cameras that go into to the uh, podcasting system. And then we also are the service owners for the Kaltura video service that ties into Canvas that drives all that video content that's being pushed out to students through their Canvas courses, through their online courses. It sounds like since switching to remote learning, like things really expanded. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty amazing to see sort of the increase in usage of, of video. We have some numbers that we shared earlier, but for the spring quarter, we saw almost eight years worth of video uploaded during the spring quarter. And so that's everything from Zoom meetings that are being captured and put into courses or one-off sort of like lectures that faculty are recording at home, other types of video content that maybe they would have shared in the classroom off of a, a DVD or video files off of their computer having to be uploaded. So yeah, we saw all of that content and all of a sudden move into this online delivery. Luckily, uh, not too many support tickets. We didn't go too crazy working in snow. A little, a few bumps, I would say, in kind of March and April while we all kind of landed. But by the end of the quarter, things were rolling great and it's continued to be fairly smooth here during the summer. Uh, how about your hair? Is Do you still have a lot of your hair left? <laughs> Have, I have the hair left that, that my kids didn't cut off. I did a quarantine cut kind of early on uh, just because I didn't want to have to mess with that. So they took the, the, the trimmers to my head. And so it's starting to kind of come back in. I'm, t- I'm due for so, a little so update. You, you let your kids <laughs> become barbers? Yep. It's awesome. a little a fun little moment. That, uh, I returned the favor as well and uh, trim, <laughs> trimmed them up a little bit just so they didn't get too shaggy. That's awesome. Um, so I know like that's amazing. Your team just sounds like they really stepped up and 
provided what is needed for for the campus community at the time, right? And you guys, you all continue providing that. Um, I know that you have uh, been awarded the Silver Sauter Award. And for those people who may not know, this was an award that was established in 2000 to encourage and recognize innovative development of information technology. And that's just on UC campus, UC San Diego campus, but all over the 10 campuses and the health systems and the office of the president. So it's a really big deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. So can, and I know it's around studio U. can you tell us a little bit about that? So studio U is a self-service uh, recording space that we developed over it. It's, it was started uh, right before uh, I came in 2018. Then we finished it last year in 2019, piloted it and then launched it for fall 19. So what Studio U does is it solves the problem of people who want to create video content, but maybe don't have grant funding to hire um, my team to to help them produce it because we do operate on a on a pass through recharge type basis. So typically we're working with folks who do have like a a CDIIP or an ILTI grant funding. So people who don't have the cash will have issues there, and also people who maybe don't even if they did have a recording space that they could go to, aren't really comfortable with editing video and things like that. So we wanted to make it a very easy to use space. We also wanted to replicate a few of the common types of videos that we create. So one of those types of videos is called Learning Glass. So it's a a big pane of glass and we shine lights through it. And with fluorescent markers, you can write on it. And so we can reproduce uh, what might be done on like a chalkboard or a whiteboard in the classroom. But by um, filming through the glass, the instructor can make eye contact with the camera. So we get a little bit more interaction, a little bit more of the, the personality of the, the presenter, rather than just seeing their back the whole time as they're facing, you know, whatever they're writing on. And then we just flip the image in, in editing so that everything appears the right way. So we wanted to reproduce that because it's a very it's a very common format of video that we do. It's a very popular one. So we wanted to pr- provide that. We also wanted to provide green screen videos. So where someone has a, a computer with slides that they want to have show up over their shoulder, sort of like a weatherman. So again, you get that person's interaction, their their presence there in the videos, but you can see the content that they're presenting. Um, And then also just high quality kind of voiceover screen share slideshow format of video. So we wanted to take all those, put them into an easy to use space with touch button controls and saving onto a USB thumb drive. Um, so that they could walk away with their files and not have to do a lot of kind of network file management uh, type of stuff. So um, we looked around out there for other types of examples that were in the industry that had solved some of these problems, but not necessarily all of them. So Penn State has a, a product called the One Button Studio. There used to be one actually down in uh, Price Center that was open to students to use. It closed actually at the end of, I want to say like winter 20. They were starting to shut that down because it wasn't just being used. San Diego State University also uses a lot of learning glass. They have a learning glass studio uh, that faculty can go into and can record. And then UC Davis had done some interesting things with a green screen and a, a presentation room in a space. So this was a facilities project. We had to take over an old plotter computer lab room down in the basement of APNM, treat the room, you know, put up sound paneling, uh, put some pipes up into the ceiling for us to hang lights and things off of. And then it was a matter of the team assembling the hardware. Um, and this was a configuration of hardware that hadn't been done before. It was a development of an Extron control system that hadn't been done before to get all these pieces talking to each other. So you could hit one button and and that would turn, point the camera where it needed to be, turn on the lights, turn on the microphones, and then ready the recorder, all with essentially just one touch on a control panel. Um, and the team knocked it out of the park. They did a fantastic job. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I know on, on, um, on the website, you can see a video um, of how it all works. 
Yeah. So yeah, if, if you're curious, pictures and moving video tell much more than, than me going on and on about it. So studiou.ucsd.edu is the website for that for people who are curious about that. And we've partnered with ITS folks. We had a lot of the uh, ESR team come through and use the, the room for creating some materials for some of the training and launch of, of various projects there too. So it's not just an academic resource. It's, it's available for departments as well. That's great. I think seeing what you can provide, like people can can create these high quality video presentations. It'll help with people being able to access that information and, and take it in because if you can actually see the person, it makes it so much better presentation rather than just seeing a screen. And really uh, making it, we're also, I think one of the, the values of the space that we found is that for people who maybe are new to creating video, new to seeing themselves and hearing themselves in a video. It's a safe space for them to try some things out. We have faculty that go in there and practice a video presentation essentially a few times before they go and do it for real, whether with us or uh, with some other team. So it becomes this nice kind of prototyping testing ground for how to deliver content in video. And so we've seen that with teaching and learning commons, the digital learning teams and the uh, engaged teaching hub there have both used that space too for them to kind of develop their own workshops to focus on pedagogy and improving what uh, faculty can do in teaching their courses. How long did this take from jumping from like idea to, to product? It was about a year-long process for the whole thing. Obviously, you know, we, we need some funding and resources. So there was right. a putting together a proposal that, that happened, securing that support from SMT. So that was from uh, Dan Suki and Valerie Polishar for us over in the ETS-ATS group and the entire senior management team that has to sign off on, you know, a project of that scope. That happened during the, the budget planning for the 2018-2019 year. So I came in and the construction on the room had started and then we were starting to uh, select the final hardware and software and develop that. And so from the initial idea, I, I would say it probably started in early 2018. The room was complete in summer 2019. We started to pilot it. Uh, with some of our power user faculty that we knew had already embraced video and would be good people to kind of kick the tires on this room and see what was working and give us feedback on what could be improved. We did that for a couple of months and then we launched it in fall 19 at our EdTech showcase and kind of put started to put the word out there and it started to get some good usage over the course of fall. And then by um, winter quarter, we were booking it pretty much 100% of its available usage by the end of the quarter. Wow. Um, it, was, it was used, you know, three to four times a day by different groups. Uh, so it was pretty, pretty fantastic uptake and adoption. That is, that's so great in such a, such a short period of time from presenting it out to the, to the community. Yeah. Right. One final question I have, what is one of the films you've helped produce that you are most proud of? So personally, I'll share a little bit. I've been involved with 48 hour film project here in San Diego for a number of years. For those who aren't familiar with that concept, People put together a team in advance and hopefully you try to cover as many of the various roles of people that you need um, on set and, and in editing, uh, actors, directors, lighting people, sound people, you know, camera operators, all that stuff. Put together a team and then over a 48 hour period, you have to write, shoot, edit and deliver a completed short film. And teams don't know what genre of film that they're making. They don't know any, some, there's these required elements, uh, a, a character that has to be in it, a line of dialogue, a prop that you have to include. So it's this amazing kind of filmmaking challenge, a production challenge, just a, how much 
work can you do without sleeping challenge. I've uh, had a ton of fun doing that for the past, I think it's been like seven years now. And uh, we won Best Film in San Diego a couple of years back for a film that we did that was kind of a, a spoof on kind of some horror movie tropes. So kind of a little bit meta, but there was like a masked so, killer stalking some some uh, women running around in a house, but very kind of commentary on the horror genre. I mean, that was super fun. And we were really honored to, to win Best Film for the whole city. So uh, that was great. How long can you go working without sleep? <laughs> Everybody has a different limit there. I usually need at least like two or three hours of sleep kind of in the middle of that process. I'm usually the editor. I may help out with uh, getting things started a little bit on set, but usually I'm kind of sitting back waiting for them to get footage to me. And then I, I don't sleep once I actually have something to work on until the film is done. <laughs> so you rest up and then you're like all all in from that. All in pretty much. Yeah. As soon as I have footage to, to work with. So yeah, that's been a super fun thing for me personally. That sounds amazing. Amazing, uh, exhausting, but yet at the end of it, like uh, an experience you can look back for and go, wow, I did that. I've done that multiple times. That's great. Thank you, Robin, for joining us today, uh, giving us a little more idea about your group and your department and the amazing job that you all are doing. Yeah, thank you, David. We're honored to have this chance. We were passionate about making video and using technology and to get the chance to help faculty is, is always just the, the icing on the cake. And even more so now that everyone is real, you know, really relying on, on this delivery method. For anybody who's interested more about my team, you can go to our website. It's a redirect to Blink. But if you go to multimedia.ucsd.edu, And again, if you're interested in more info on Studio U, it's studiou.ucsd.edu. And we'll we'll have all those uh, posted on the the current as well. Fantastic. So you can check that out. Thanks again. Have a good day. All right. You too, David. Thanks. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.